What's up guys, Key Michael here, professional volleyball player, Olympian, photographer, YouTuber, and now podcaster. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I've been playing volleyball professionally for 10 years and I want to shed a little bit of light on what that means, especially in the era of 2020 and COVID. So I booked a flight, rented a car, and I set off throughout Europe to meet professional female volleyball players and tell their stories. Because as you guys know, we're all so much more than just an athlete. And that's what's born this series, The Volley Bubble. So be sure to hop on over to YouTube and see all the behind the scenes of trainings and in the homes of the guests on this show. But for now, just sit back and enjoy a raw and candid conversation between two professional female athletes. How exciting! Okay, I have to, I have to count my fingers because I feel like we're on number seven, my seventh. <gasps> Volley bubble guest. That's crazy. Gia, Gia, should I say Gia Day or Gia? Gia Day. Okay. Uh, Gia Day. Gia has just been married, so she's a new person. My former name is Milana, so a lot of people know me more by Milana, but yes, I'm newly Gia Day. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and you, do you want to do like a tiny little, that like 10 second blurb on your history? Yeah. How you got from... Tiny little Gia to where you are now. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll try to go go a little fast, give you a big summary. Um, born in Detroit, Michigan, mm -hmm. where, you know, Eminem was raised. Do you know Eminem? I do. Yes. I've heard of him. Yes. yes. Detroit. <laughs> so every time I say that, people are like, you're from Detroit? Oh my gosh. But <laughs> Detroit's actually really cool. Anyway, I was raised in a farm town about an hour north of Detroit and really grew in volleyball, started loving volleyball around the age of 13. And at the age of 13, I had the same size feet that I do right now, and I was almost the same height. So from a young age, I had kind of like this step up and like, I was kind of a freak of nature, like really tall. In a good way. In, in a good way. way. In, a, in a good way. In a good way on the court. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that really allowed me to grow in volleyball. And I was playing basketball and softball as well, but we all know that volleyball is awesome. I fell in love with the speed of it and just how fun it was, the team atmosphere. Like after every point, what sport can you like hug your teammates after every point and like really share that moment? Yeah. I just loved that. Um, so yeah, and then I ended up playing my first two years at the University of Maryland, where okay. um, Steve Aird, who was actually the assistant coach of Penn State when they had that big championship run for like seven years, I think, a long time ago, he recruited me. He was like, hey, Gia, like, I'm really trying to build this program. Come with me and like, let's, let's build like a really, really cool team. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is so awesome. Went there um, and then decided to transfer after my second year when my coach left and it wasn't exactly um, how I had planned it. Uh, we were getting a lot better and but I just I felt the need when when my coach left to to see what else was out there. Like I wanted to wanted to see what else was out there. So I had ended up having two surgeries while I was at Maryland on my shoulder, Ooh. which was rough. And then I opened the floodgates to <laughs> transferring. I was like, you know what? I, I feel this need to just open the door and see what else is out there. I, I could have stayed at Maryland. I wanted to stay at Maryland to, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it was my school. I, I, I worked so hard and my team worked so hard to build what we had. So I was like, okay, but you I'm not felt gonna let something pulling you. Something. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let the fact that my coach left be the reason that I leave. But there was something more that I felt was needed. Just, I needed to open up a little bit more and see what was out there. So okay. I was like, oh gosh, like, I don't know who, who would want me. Like, I, I, I really haven't been like an all American. I haven't done much, um, in my first two years, it's been kind of rough. So I've had these surgeries, like no one's going to want to recruit me. So as soon as I said that I was transferring, um, I was just amazed at how many amazing schools reached out, which was just a huge blessing. So I went on some visits and I talked to the Baylor coach on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but 
I had no idea who Baylor was. I, I didn't I didn't know that they were a school. I really didn't. They're in Texas. I've never been to Texas. Yeah. Didn't know anything about the South really. I had Lived a home Michigan. visit with Baylor as well when I was in high school and I really think the same thing. Like I've never really heard of them. But then once you get you're like, oh, this sounds really cool. Like, yeah, you visited Baylor? I didn't visit them, they home visited me. Like the coach oh, came to visit me in Miami. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow. That that's amazing. Back in the day, a bazillion back, years ago. Back in the day. Back in the day. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I visited Baylor, talked to him on the phone. And well, the story started. My mom was like, hey, this this Baylor team is reaching out. Their coach is really cool. I talked to him on the phone the other day, and he's amazing. You have to talk to him. And I was like, Mom, I don't know what Baylor like, I don't I've never heard of Baylor. Are they are they good? She's like, yeah, they were in the Sweet 16. I was like, yeah. what? Like, they're they're really good. Yeah. So, like, okay. Like, so, got on the phone with the coach, and the, 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 he was amazing, and he's probably, to this day, one of the best coaches that I've, he's just a volleyball genius. But I had him on the phone, and the day before, I was going through all the stuff of, you know, should I transfer? Where, where am I going to go? Like, I have no idea. All these really, really amazing schools and these amazing coaches are contacting me so i was on the phone and before the day before my phone call i went through romans and there was this verse in romans that said perseverance produces character and character produces hope and just like this really encouraging verse i was like wow this is so cool so i really tried to like put that in my heart and then literally the day that i called him we were talking about my surgeries and he was like yeah, well, you know, in Romans, it says, you know, uh, hardship produces character, character produces hope. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a sign that you oh were meant. Oh my gosh, a huge sign. Yes, I just felt so led to at least go and visit Baylor. I didn't mm-hmm. know even where it was. I knew it was in Texas, but like, okay, I need to meet this coach. I need to meet the team, I need, to, I need to go to Baylor. And I went to Baylor and I I can't even begin to describe my experience at Baylor. We went from, I they were in the Sweet 16 when I, the, the year before I got there. And then, I mean, we ended up being in the final four, but it was just, was so awesome. but if you looked at the individual girls that were on our team, like none of us were even first team All-Americans like the the year that I got there, no one. Uh-huh. We had a, I think a couple All Americans that were like maybe honorable mention or second team or I, I f- really forget. But no one was like this superstar, you yeah. know. But we ended up building this amazing, amazing team. And I just the reason I committed was because of my team. They were just like we laughed so much. They were the kind of team that was like if you had something in your hair, like they'd be like. Bro, get that out of your hair. Like, what are you doing? Wake up. Where at other teams, maybe it was like, do you see what, like, Gia has in her hair? Like, You just so felt weird. really accepted. Yes. Like, everyone was just kind of cool and done. Yes, exactly. Like, even if, you know, we, we yelled at each other during practice. Like, there was a story. Oh, my gosh, this is so funny. Sorry, I'm going, like, off on a rant. Please do. I feel like that's, like, the best part of podcasts for me when people just kind of... Go off my hand. You're like, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I just have one quick story. Yeah. So there's this girl on our team called Nicole. Her name's mm-hmm. Nicole. So it was Nicole Thomas and then Shelly Fanning on both sides of the net. They're both middles. Okay. And Nicole was blocking Shelly. Like Shelly was, it was an offensive drill with Shelly. She was playing against Nicole. Nicole's blocking her. And Nicole wasn't touching any of Shelly's balls. Like, and Shelly was getting mad. So Shelly yells at the net at Nicole. And she's like, Nicole, block me. And Nicole goes, I'm trying to block you. Like, what do you think? I'm standing here? So they're like having this conversation across the net. It's so funny. And then Shelly was like, well, like, do something. Like, like jump to the side, something. Just touch my balls. And Nicole was like, okay, Shelly, fine, fine. You know what? Go, go, hit. And they're doing this drill. And then... The next ball, Nicole like pretends like she's gonna block this way, but she jumps in the other way and stuffs Shelly. And then everyone goes crazy and everyone's laughing. So like that story kind of just like explained my whole experience at Baylor. Mm. It's like 
the team is so was so willing to like really invest in each other past the point of comfort. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, it was so fulfilling and so full of joy yeah. that, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like they're, she's not worried about like, oh look, I'm looking so good because I'm getting past my teammates. Yes. She's like, no, bring it, give me the competition. I need you to get better. I need me to get better. And exactly. we all get better together. Exactly, and Nicole wasn't just like, oh my gosh, Shelly just yelled at me. <laughs> oh, she hates me, oh my yeah. gosh. I'm like, the bring worst. It. Yeah, she's like, Fine, you know what? Fine, fine. I'm gonna block you and I don't care. So Stop you. <laughs> I, that was just that's just that's the story that they told me coming in that I wasn't I wasn't in the gym. I was they told me that story on my visit. And I was like, okay, this is a really special place. Like I need yeah. I need to be a part of this. And it was it was amazing. Yeah. I, I loved every second of Baylor. And then uh at the final four, I met an agent. After we finished our game and everything, we talked and he was like, I really think that you have a lot of area to grow, but I would love to explore overseas with you. And I was like, okay. Who's your agent? Eduardo Venucci. He's a part of sport team okay. management. Um, so yeah, he was really awesome. Watched me play. He was like, these are the things that you are really good at. These are, these are the things that if you're going to play overseas, you have to really, really develop. So I, I just love the fact that I didn't have to go search for an agent that doesn't know who I am. It's like, okay, watch he found you. Like he, he found chose me. you. Exactly. Yeah. He's a, he's Italian. My, I'm originally, my family's Italian. So it was really cool to have someone that watched me, was interested and then reached out and literally met with me face to face with my yeah. family, with my grandfather. He was there, talked to us all. Um, so that was really, really cool. And and yeah. when he approached you, were you sort of like going pro? What is what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? Or were you like, oh, I know, go what pro is? I, yeah. I follow. Did you follow other players, or did you have an idea? Did, were you like one of those kids that was like, ah, I want to go pro mm -hmm. from the minute I was born? Yeah. So I've always kind of saw the Olympic games. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always watched beach volleyball, indoor volleyball. That's always been something that I really, really wanted to do. I want yeah. to compete for a medal yeah. with a team. I think that would be so awesome. So when I was really little, that's what was in my head. Uh -huh. I didn't really think about the pro side until I started meeting girls. Like, I don't know if you know Andy Malone. Malone? I don't know her last name. Gosh darn. No. Andy, she, she used to play at Nebraska and she played at Baylor for a little bit. Okay but she plays in Spain right now. And she mm -hmm. came for one of our little summer camps and she played in Spain and she was like just working in the summer and stuff and working out. Mm -hmm. So she told me a lot about her experience overseas and how amazing it was. And I was like, wow, like you're living in a different country. You know, you, you have this contract. So all the little things are taken care of, like your apartment and stuff. And you're literally your job is volleyball and you can make money. I was like, I didn't really know that yeah. that was a huge opportunity. So, but then again, like I, I didn't know if I was, if I was known enough, if I was good enough, like, you know, you always have these, all like, these thoughts cross your mind. Yeah. Yes. I was exactly the same way I had. Well, when I did hear about going pro, I kind of mm -hmm. thought, I'm this like skinny little, you know, nobody. Why would anyone <laughs> want me? You know, yeah. there are national team players or there are all Americans. Mm -hmm. But the thing is like a lot of Americans, even all American players, even national team players, they're not going pro. Yeah. You know, so there's, and there is space for literally every level of player. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are like lucky enough to get in first division France or first division Germany right off the bat. Yeah. But there are also second divisions and lower leagues that you yeah. can like get your foot in the door and oh, just yeah. work your way up. Like you were telling me you watched um, Melina's video a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And she did that. I think she said she started in either Finland or Sweden. Like yeah. just not in one of the better known leagues. And now she's the top scorer of France, you know? Yes. And she's probably going to be getting looks by Italy and by Turkey in the next few oh years, gosh. you know? And that's how it works. And I think a lot of Americans, we kind of have those same thoughts. I'm not mm -hmm. good enough. I'm, why would they want me? But trust me, girls. Yes. If you want to go pro, there is space for you. If, exactly. If, if whatever skill level you have or you mm -hmm. think you have, 
there is a team that yeah. needs a player. Yeah. And I'm going to say this because this was also another thought that I had. Am I, I knew that I was probably good enough to make it overseas, like mm-hmm. to at least get on a team because I was aware that there was a lot of teams and a lot of opportunities, but I was concerned about the money. Okay. Like, would I be good enough to make enough money to support a future family that I want? You know, like people are thinking about saving up for houses and yeah. I need a dang car and like all <laughs> these things and insurance, all the stuff that you're like worried about. Like, oh my yeah, gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're sitting there as a college senior. The last thing that you're thinking about is going across the country. I mean, the world, not the country. <laughs> going across the world somewhere you have no idea and like living alone with people that you don't know yeah like and they speak languages that you don't know like there's so much gray area but i'm here to tell you (laughs) you microphone yes you camera you you you. (laughs) listen to this if you are playing volleyball at any level in america or any country and you're wondering about going somewhere else just go I don't care if you have a boyfriend. I don't care if you miss your family. Your family is amazing and they're going to be there and you can come back and see them. But going somewhere else, you're going to learn so many things. It's going to be the best decision that you've ever made. Even if you don't necessarily love to be away from home. Okay. After the first year, go back home, like find a job, something. But the, the, the lessons that you're going to learn, like, I've grown so much in this month Yeah. that like if I was just at home, maybe like trying to find a job, like I, I would not have the, the perspective that I've gained from being here and all the lessons that I've learned. So you kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone. Oh my gosh. You know, if you're used to living close to your family and you know, you're speaking your language at home, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, not to make small, any issues that happen come up in college because there are a lot of pressures and stressful oh, yeah. situations oh yeah but living over here you kind of you're on your own and you kind of find your footing you yeah. know and things if things come up it's up to you to deal with them and oh my gosh yeah you even if you decide okay it's just one year and now i'm gonna go home and mm-hmm. pursue whatever it is you've decided yeah you'll have that experience under your belt you'll have something in the memory banks to exactly. remind you of i don't know what you're capable of and yeah and I think it's, I agree with you. And I, I feel like you and I see eye to eye on this kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell right away as soon as we met, like, we literally met, like, yesterday or day before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can tell that you're similar in mindset to me that, you know, life is an experience. Life yes. is about memories and experiences, not just being in what makes you comfortable. All the yes. Time. And the further you step out of your comfort, that's where the magic is. Yes. Oh my gosh. And um, so it's, it's kind of like how you left for college. Like, I, I know you went to college closer to home, mm-hmm. but you maybe not, like, visited home every single week. So, yeah. going away and living apart from home is an experience all in itself. Like, yeah. I would be so different if I stayed home for college as opposed to leaving, right? And I know a lot of people feel that way. If you've left for college, you know that you developed friendships, habits that you will take with you forever. Mm-hmm. Because when you're at home, you know, you're, your mom maybe cooks for you. Maybe they go grocery shopping, maybe the laundry's there. When you're in college, where do I do laundry? (laughs) Where do I get my food? Like all of these- Okay, Yes, all all of these things that are like, whoa, I actually have to do things to live, Mm -hmm. you know? And figure out like, okay, I need need to get a dentist appointment. How, who do I call? What do I do? I still don't know the answer to that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a problem. Um, but no, there's so many little things that you, you just, yeah. you're forced to grow up. And especially when you're forced to like leave the country. Like, yeah, it's like that next step from you do, you take the step to go to college, learn all those things. And then it's oh even a, a step further is then going pro and figuring out, you know, but living the in another cool country. The cool thing about that is it's exponentially more, you learn so much more and you're forced to grow so much more. Like I was thrown into... I'll tell you this. So when I got to the airport in France, I had arrived. I was like, oh, wow, I'm in France. This is amazing. <laughs> is this your first time out of the country? No. I've been to Canada. Okay. So kind of. Yeah. First time in Europe. Yeah. First time 
first time in Europe, I went also to Kenya for a little school trip that we had mm-hmm. that was amazing. Kenya was awesome. So I went there for like a week, but this is my first time like living in, yeah. in Europe or being anywhere for longer than a week. Right. So, um, so yeah, what was I talking about? Sorry, I distracted you. you. Oh, when you landed in France. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is this was like this is like a huge wake up call. Landed in France. I was already a little nervous about the language barrier. They sent Patrick to pick me up, who spoke mm-hmm. zero English. Yeah, I know him. He he does a lot of driving for the club. Yeah. Yes, and he's amazing, and he's so cool and yeah. funny. I think because when he talks, <laughs> the girls laugh. But he speaks no English, so. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there in a car and the, the the man that I had just met in France, the first person I saw in France, I can't talk to or communicate yeah. with because of the sign language. language barrier. Yes. And like, I knew a little bit of words because I had studied for a couple of months before going. So I like... Oh, had you? Did you try and learn yeah, French? Yeah, I tried to learn a little bit of French. So I would, say things, I would yeah. say things like, j'aime, j'aime tu voiture, even though it's not like right. Yeah bright French, but I was trying to like say things like, okay, that means I like your car, by the way, mm-hmm. French, in fr- French. Um, so little things like that. And like, I'd point to things and I'd be like, what, which is what? I'd be like, what, what, what? <laughs> he said, he like taught me what a lake, how to say a lake and all these different things. So like, that was just really cool. It, it forces you to kind of like not be so, closed mm. like I could have just sat there and just not said one word but like I tried to like speak to him or like ask him questions in any way that I could you know yeah. little things like that is like really completely out of your comfort zone that yeah. was really really cool to learn yeah and I feel like that's 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 the right attitude to have it and especially in France they love if you make the effort to speak their language yeah I even if that. it's just quoi quoi you know <laughs> quoi. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> no, but really, it's it's it makes all the difference, and um, I can tell. Like, I, I was really excited to interview you, not only because I can tell you're that kind of person that's like really open to just I don't know <laughs> seeing the world and experiencing yeah. it, but also anyone who's listening or watching, Gia also has a YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, I do. And I I realized this. It must have been yeah a few weeks ago when I st- started. Oh, I, that's right. Someone reposted one of your videos. Someone I know yeah. because I played for this team last season. Was it Mafi? It must have been Mafi, yeah, yeah, because that's the only one player that's still remaining. Oh, no. um, and you had made some videos and you had shown around this apartment. And I was like, oh my God, I recognize it. I've filmed so many videos there. <laughs> so talk to me about YouTube. Talk to me about your, so I guess you love making videos and like documenting your travels and your experience. And yeah. Does that help in your volleyball sort of out to have something to do outside of volleyball that yes. takes your mind off of it. So I, I really tried, I was like, okay, my first month, especially, I'm going to spend zero time on stupid Netflix. Zero time on <laughs> stupid Netflix. Stupid Netflix. So no, stupid. Yes, no Hulu, no YouTube videos. Like, Oh, besides, I couldn't do that. Besides <laughs> instrument, like not instrumental, but like informational like right, learning, right. which is what learning. you do. Yes. It's it's learning. Come on, it's learning. I'm doing research when I watch my Peter McKinnon video. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nobody who's listening to this podcast probably has any idea who Peter McKinnon is, but uh, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. a little camera guy. <laughs> but um, so so I was like, okay, I'm gonna only do things in my free time that is going to really make this experience come to life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but sometimes I just get this feeling that life is just. Like you're living these days out and they're just like, like, what was yesterday? I don't remember what I did yesterday. Like, yeah. and the more time that you're in it, the more it just like all kind of like into like <laughs> one little like blob. And then you don't really have anything to take from it. You know, Life's have you ever a blob. felt that? <laughs> yes. yes. Like it all just starts to blend together. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like I, I didn't, I didn't take any videos in, at Maryland. I didn't take any videos at Baylor. I didn't journal. So all of that time that I have these little stories every day of laughing with my team and yeah. like times that we would go into huddles for, I think there was one practice we were supposed to have a serving pass. We ended up literally in a circle 
each going around and praying for each other and talking about what we've learned, our days, like literally we talked so much and it was just like one whole practice of us just talking as a team. Things like that that you don't document that are so special and you're gonna look back and like not have anything. Yeah. So I was sitting there my, my first night in my, in France. Well, no, this was before that I decided to do this. So, like, okay, how can I make this come to life for at least my family and right. myself 10 years from now? Because like, I'm gonna look back and be like, okay, hey kids, your mom played professionally in France, but I have like nothing to show them, you know? Okay. Like, so little things like that, just like, you know what? Like, instead of spending my time watching Netflix, I'm gonna make it come to life for people around me and for myself in the future. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't want this time to just go by and not take, be able to take really special things from it. Right. So I have my amazing journal that I write all the little funny stories on and like just, just little things in your day. Like what, what did you do? Who did you see? What, what did you learn in those days? I think journaling is so important. So my vlog, my little beginner beginner vlog is basically just like a life journal. Like I take mm -hmm. videos of what I see because in paper, you can't write down what you see. You can't write down like the view that I have or the apartment that right. I stayed in. But it's you like can- a visual journal. Yeah, yeah, but I can like look back at the video and be like, oh my gosh, that was my apartment. And this, this was my teammate that showed me the bakery. And like yes. all this different, these different little things that you don't think to look back on. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make vid random videos of my experience here that I can look back on and, and do. But what I've noticed is that people that watch my videos are like, it's less about what, what I see, like the little things that I really appreciate and more about, you know, the lessons that I've learned and my outlook mm -hmm. on things. Like I know that a lot of like, not a lot of, I'm talking about like 10 like younger girls that have watched my videos have reached out and be like, Hey, like I watched your video and it really impacted me. Yes. Maybe like I did a video on sitting the bench. I've been sitting the bench. Even my own sister said that she watched my video and it really like, I watched that one. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Just like little things like that, that I think so many young players have these thoughts about, you know, little things like sitting the bench or what it means to like what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. They have all these doubts of themselves. They have right. all of these worries. Life is being thrown at them. They're, they're in relationships and then they're out of relationships. They're, they don't know, you know, maybe it's how to eat or what, what to do with training. Like all these little things that younger, especially athletes worry about. I feel like I can start getting into too. So I've really started to think about how can I help them in yeah. my videos in the future? Instead of just like filming us walking to the gym and all that stuff, which I really want to look back on and, and know. But I think that there's also another aspect of like bringing a light to people that they don't otherwise have. Because like all these Netflix shows, I, I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of Netflix. I'm sorry. <laughs> About like, there's just so much dark things out there that you can fill your brain with. Right. Like even if you don't, realize it like if you're watching a show oh it's just a show well it's a show about these people that are in terrible relationships and they're not filling their time up with fulfilling things and they're right. just living they're maybe going like just doing things that aren't helping their spirit like be positive and be like help other people around them like it's just and I feel that from you as well. Like I can tell even just walking and being in the same room as you, you're, you're exactly the way you describe it. Like being a light, being like a positive light for other people. Like that is, it's like emanating from you. And I feel like if that, if that's the secret to just, you know, just surround yourself with positive, you know, what you're reading and what you're watching mm -hmm. and how, like the things that you're consuming, like you yeah. even said, I don't spend that much time on my telephone. I just said the word telephone. <laughs> Cell phone. <laughs> telephone. But really, like, it makes a huge difference. What you consume mm -hmm. then is sort of what you put out. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, it kind of, it's like this cycle of, of, of how you feel about yourself and, and then how you make other people feel. And Amen. yeah, I feel like that you're, you're spot on about like becoming a light. And if you've, you can definitely be that for other people. And if you can help even just one person. Yes, one person. Yes. And it's, 
it's it's the littlest things that people don't realize that have become so popular right now it's the i've said netflix shows a million times but you're you're watching people that are negative and that do negative things and then then so you're watching the show and you're so like enclosed in the show and then you're like all of a sudden oh i have to go to practice and you're in practice still in that sort of negative feeling like like Mm -hmm. where are you going to get this positivity like like I can do this. I it's it's hard, but I got this. When mm-hmm. in in all these other things that you're filling your life with, it's like, oh, it's hard. Oh, poop. I'm just gonna go like grab a beer. Like mm. you know, like it's it's it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And even little little things at night, like if if you're having trouble sleeping, maybe it's because you're looking at your phone all night. Like yeah. pick up a book that that maybe it's something that you're trying to learn or. Yes. If you're struggling with anxiety, like I've struggled with anxiety in, in the past on the court. Yeah. I will, I've literally walked on the court and have had no reason to be nervous. It's just practice, right? Just practice, just a normal Tuesday at practice. And after my surgeries, I was so, I lost so much confidence because it's like all of my power left me, like from my shoulder. Like my shoulder, I had to like regain that power. So, at my new school, when I transferred, I was so concerned with just volleyball in general. Like, oh my gosh, am I going to mess up? Would almost be in tears, just like stepping on the court. Wow. So anxious for no reason. So I really was struggling with that. And I was also a Christian. So I was like, if the Lord says that I have all of these things, strength, love, patience, why do I feel so not strong? Yeah. So like... Why do I feel so not, like I should be so self-confident, not because I'm a great volleyball player, not because I hit hard, but because of who I am. So I'm like, yeah. why am I so like, why am I so freaked out? It's just volleyball. Yeah. Um, even up to the final four match, I was shaking before the game. Not because like, oh my gosh, there's so many people here. This is so cool. But because I'm like, I really, really hope I don't mess up. Like. I was envisioning me just like missing the ball and that like it's so bad you know so I just had all these like anxious thoughts and it was terrible so it's like okay this needs to be fixed um so instead of like just looking maybe looking at other people like like asking them hey like what what do you think about like the way that I play like maybe looking for other outside sources to kind of tell me that I was good or like Mm. whatever I bought this, no, my husband had this book called Anxious for Nothing by Max Licato, and he just really dives into anxiety and completely like goes through why you should never be anxious because anxiety is literally the worst thing that can be attached with you. Mm-hmm. So I really, I, I knew that I had this mental block and I spent my night before I went to bed, reading this book, filling myself with these truths that completely blocked my thought, my own thoughts that were very false. Um, so yeah, that just really helped me build my confidence at night when, you know, I could be watching a Netflix series, like maybe yes. about something random. I'm you Instead, know, reading, a book. reading a book that you know is actually getting you from where you are to where you want to be yes. and helping you overcome something that's you're struggling with. Yeah, and it's not always easy. Like sometimes you all you want to do is watch a movie at night, yeah. you know, just like a nice comedy movie, like funny. But I really, really encourage you to maybe pick up a journal, write down your thoughts. And then if your thoughts are negative, like change them because you have nothing to be concerned or negative about. There are things that are challenging to you in life. Everyone has challenges. Everyone feels mm-hmm. like they're missing something but you have everything that you need to have a great life full of happiness and smiles just find out what you need to learn about anything that you're you think that you're missing and right. live you know and also i feel like the, the mindset and i i don't want to you know i don't know that much about mental health and i yeah. have never really had these huge struggles with it and i feel like there are people who've had it much harder than me yeah. But I am exactly the same way in my thoughts. I think, okay, I'm in control of my thoughts. I may not be in control of, you know, the apartment I live in or mm. my relationship with my, my parents or my boyfriend or, yeah. you know, what happened on court. But what I can control is my reaction to those things. Ooh, amen. You know, like I, I can, I can 
things are going to happen around me, but things that happen inside of me are up to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a full believer that you just, you, you kind of create your own universe. You know right. Yes. And you, you have to, because if you don't, then whatever happens around you is going to like knock you down. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, who knows? Like I could literally tomorrow, I could step on a dang pebble trip and break my toe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I'm out for the next what month of volleyball. And mm-hmm. then, you know, what, 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 what's next? I'm not going to die. Like there's things that are going to happen. Well, you will eventually die. I will eventually <laughs> That's the thing. So don't waste any time. Like worrying about the little things, you know, like, yeah. like if, if your happiness, if your confidence is relying on things that literally can change at any moment, yeah. then you're going to be very disappointed in life yes. because there are so many things that happen that are just completely out of your control. Yes. And like, Oh my gosh. So, but if your confidence, if your happiness is completely like from within, that's, it's never going to change. You're never yeah. going to wake up disappointed because you know that that's something that's always there. Yeah. I remember my mom always used to say like, invest in yourself, you know, invest mm. in your education and your improvement, your self-improvement, because it's yeah. something that no one can ever take away from you. Amen. You know what I mean? Yes. If you whether you have a nice car or you have a lot of money or you, you know, you're having a good hair day, all of that can change. But the inside, you know, if you, if you invest in education and you, you, you know, improve yourself from the inside out, no one can ever take that. Yes. You know? No one can like, and I, my husband and I have been talking about this a lot lately. Like, okay, we're in this space in our life where we had two decisions. We could have either I could have stayed in America. We could start our life. We could buy a house, buy a car. Here, I, I have to question that start our life phrase because it's so common. Oh my gosh! Like, I want to start my life. It's like, yes. you like to start, like, this is it. It's exactly. happening right now. Oh my gosh. It's just, <laughs> oh my gosh. You just said it all. Like, no, but it's, I feel like that's maybe where the direction you're going in, but I don't yes. want to cut you off. Continue. Yes, Continue. like, start our life, whatever, yeah. in quotations. Like, yeah. buy a house, buy a car. Uh, have a steady, steady job. I hate yeah. that word. But anyway, and have have life insurance and maybe get a company car. Like all right. these things that you know, if you're if you went to a good school like Baylor or like these big schools like my husband went to Maryland, like all these schools, they like really just say, hey, this is your next step. You're get build up your resume to have a job, and then right. and then you're like. All your friends buy houses, so you buy a house, and then you're literally your whole life is spent paying off your dang mortgage mm. and trying to pay your car payment and all this stuff. Oh my gosh, it drives me absolutely insane. So we could have done that. <laughs> so you didn't do that. We okay. did. We did not do that. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Sorry. They didn't do that. We did. We didn't. We didn't do that. No. So I went to France because yes, I could have probably made more money with a really high level corporate job or whatever, mm. but came to France and you know, my husband's in America, but we know that this is so much more, it's it's more than just a job about, than a, than a house, than a car, like really encourage like young people to do what you want to do. Like you don't, you don't have to be locked down in this like life of, okay, I need a house, I need a car, I need a job, like all these things. like. What do you really want to do? What are you mm. good at? What are you passionate about? And build off of that. Not like, I couldn't stand those stupid questionnaires about, oh, what are all your skills? What do you like to do? Yeah. Okay, okay here's a job for you. Here's a job that fits what you think you're good at. Yeah. Yeah, no, and mine was like some kind of like marketing specialist for some like tech company. And like, what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to sit at a desk all day and work for someone else. And the thing is in 2020, you can pretty much make, you can make a job for, you can invent a job for yourself. Like oh this is gosh, kind yes. of my, this is what I'm like trying to do right now. I don't know if you guys can tell, I don't actually have a job. I'm just like traveling around here making videos. But because of the internet and because of the way that we're all connected and you can meet just anyone and you know, I just literally just wrote you a few days ago. Hey, I'm coming through for now. I'd love to interview yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Boom. Now we're friends. Now we've, we've yeah. created something from nothing. Yeah. And the potential, the possibilities in 2020 and beyond for creating what, taking what you are good at and what you love. Oh my gosh. And creating something, whether it's, you know, a high paid job or whether you're just like getting by. Yeah. 
Do what you love and the rest will follow. Yes. And, and do what you love before you decide to make huge investments on like houses or cars. Like yeah. you have so much freedom as a young person without a house and without a car and without an apartment or anything yeah. to just go. Like if you have anything saved up, go somewhere. Maybe yeah. go like get a job in France, sign up for some program or overseas somewhere. Like, yeah. And what you said, like you can monetize anything. Yeah. I talked to uh, Kira about before. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. So I talked to you earlier about this page. It's called Jeremy Austin on mm, Instagram, mm-hmm. where these people literally get paid by resorts to go to the resort, live it up, take pictures, take videos, and then give them the videos and pictures and post them on their Instagram. And then mm-hmm. they go from resort to resort to resort to resort. So even if all you like to do is travel and eat food and go to really cool places, like I just eat, eating food. Does too. anyone want to pay me to eat food? Yeah, that would be awesome. There's something for you to do. So like, yeah. r- like open up your mind a little bit. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. And professional volleyball, back to that back topic. To- <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Is a way is definitely a way to do that. You know, yeah. you get to travel. You basically all your expenses are paid as a pro player. Yeah, and I'm not saying come over here just you know just on a vacation, but like you said, your your husband's maybe going to come over here in a few months. Yep. And when the season between when the season ends and when you go home, there's all that time in there mm-hmm. to actually just travel and explore and do things and exactly take advantage and, of life. And even during the season, like mm-hmm. October 19th, we have like two days off. Two whole days two off. Whole day. Most people have two whole days off every week, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, well, there are. Usually it's just one, but on this rare week, we have two. So the things you can do in two days around this area, like yeah. any area you go overseas, there's there are things to do in your area. There's public transportation everywhere. Yeah. Like if if you have the opportunity to play professionally, like even if you're not, like you said, doing it for the money, mm-hmm. like I'm not making a ton of money, but like you said, my apartment's paid for. I get a car. The only thing I have to pay for is food and gas. And that is mm-hmm. very, very common for a lot of people that mm-hmm. have a contract. You pay for food and you pay for gas and whatever else you wish to do. Yeah. So that in itself is just amazing. So even if I'm making very little compared to what I would be making in a salary in America and a job, like the things I can do, I'm still saving money. Like mm-hmm. you, you can still save money and do something that's amazing overseas volleyball is volleyball overseas is if you have an opportunity to do it please please just do it (laughs) at least for one season please yeah and so do you have an idea then what you want to do after volleyball are you sort of thinking i want to play forever until i literally can't walk or (laughs) do you think do you have a plan okay one year or two years or five years so originally i was like oh maybe i'll like do this year and see like what happens I was not expecting it to be this amazing. Like, I am shocked. I love my team, love my coach. I was expecting to literally walk into practice and not understand one word and just like play a little bit and then go to my apartment, like make food and go to sleep. But like, there's so much more. Like my my, my teammates are amazing. They yeah. they all know English. Yes, yeah. they speak French, but starting to learn more and more French and like, now I can laugh at some of their French jokes that they say in Fran- in French. Um, but but what was your question? Oh my gosh. What you want to do after. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I saw all these women that are 33, 34, 35 on my team. I think Fatu is 30, 35. 35 years old. And she is an attacker, an opposite attacker. And she's amazing. Yeah. Jumps out of the gym, hits she's hard. You can just keep playing, yeah. Yes, so like, like now that I've been in it and I've seen these amazing women who, and two of my teammates have had babies, mm-hmm. like children, humans, 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 <laughs> humans that were here that are now here, okay, and they're still <laughs> playing. That is so crazy for me. So yeah. seeing that every day, like, it just made me yeah. realize that. This is an opportunity that I, I can do this every year. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. And my husband's been so supportive too. He's like, he's like, 
they, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, that you love it this much. We can go, like, wherever you go, we can go together. We can, like, make these cool videos and, like, go to really cool places. Like, he's all for it. So I would, I would love to meet your husband. He sounds really cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You'd probably like him more than you like me. I know. Well, I like you a lot. So that would be, that would be, that's a high standard. And he would like you too because he, all of this stuff, he's, like, so obsessed with. Hi, Daniel. Uh, if you're watching hey. this video, I love you. Um, but no, he's he's amazing. So he's he's like, yeah, I can like try to find like work there. Like he trains athletes. So he's like, I could train like basketball players and wherever you are, try to find something. But but yeah, it's it's I could definitely see myself doing this for at least a couple more years. At least a couple more years. Um, and, and people that do, let's say, leave a significant other back home. Yeah. Are there things that you guys have found that really work? Mm -hmm. for keeping you connected and, and oh making gosh. it work long distance? Yes. So with our ministry, our leaders of our ministry had a meeting with us just about our marriage, how it's going, because we just got married. And now yeah. we're like, nope, like separated completely. Which is <laughs> Not so actually hard. separated, but just physically. Yeah, just physically. <laughs> physically. We're, we're very close in our hearts, yeah, but yeah. physically separated. So they're like, how are you guys doing? What What's up? And, and it was hard because... He is in our little apartment that we had that we spent a month together when we were married, just got married. Mm -hmm. We were always together and, you know, we were best friends before. Mm -hmm. And we we spent time together for like a year before we got married. Mm -hmm. But we like we slept in different different beds because we had to be in Atlanta because I was training with him. He's my trainer. He oh, he did okay. everything for me. He developed. He works in this. Sorry, I'm rambling again. He works <laughs> in this. So he works in this sport lab that you know measures everything. They have like the cameras and the the thing in built in the floor that measures like how you move, mm -hmm. everything, all your weaknesses. So I was able to get all of that for free through him amazing, yeah. at this amazing place called P3 in Atlanta. So he really like put so much time and effort into training me. Mm -hmm. So we lived in the same apartment in Atlanta, but we made sure that we slept apart and stuff because we wanted to save that for marriage. Um, so like, but when we got married, so we were living in this apartment for a long time together. We were best friends. So we would make food together. We'd like make little ideas about little videos we wanted to do mm -hmm. and like, we didn't post on YouTube, but like we were like, okay, let's take a picture of this food. Like we're just like doing a little little fun stuff together. And yeah. what are we gonna make for dinner? Like we're so together on everything. Yeah. Like we are literally inseparable best friends. That's right. how we met and that's still how it is to this day. So when we got married, then it was like, okay, we were living, living together for a month and then we're just ripped apart. Yeah. So that was really, really hard. Like I, it was really hard for me still to even sleep at night knowing that he's not like in the same place. It's, mm. it's, it's ridiculous when you, when you have someone that is that special and you're just like, cause that's always been your family, right? Like your yeah. mom and your dad. And then when you go to college, it's kind of the same. Like you you feel weird being like, you're like, you're not at home. So to the, like, still, I still don't feel like I'm like, this is my home. Like I haven't made it my home because he's not he's here. Not exactly. So, so it's still extremely hard, but little things that we do, the, our ministry leaders told us, cause we told them we were struggling. Like, like I, I can't sleep at night. Yeah. They were like, you guys need to like, Put them on FaceTime and just like, even if you're not talking all the time, just have them be in the room. Like, right. If you have free time together, if you're cooking, if you're doing something, maybe you have to fold your laundry, fold your laundry. Even if you're not just like- Just be in the same- Yeah, like put each other in your lives somehow. And I know that it's hard because a lot of people, I know one other girl from overseas, Andy, she plays in Spain. Her and her husband have been like separated for I think three years, three to four years now. She's been in Spain. And They've they, been doing long distance. Yes. Yeah. And she's told me the same thing. Like find, find the little things. Like maybe you have a show together that you mm, watch. Mm -hmm. Like me and my husband love Little House on the Prairie. It's like our favorite <laughs> show ever. Oh my gosh, I have not heard of that show in so many years. Talk about so positivity funny. and like yeah. lessons learned. Oh yeah. my gosh, guys. 
please watch Little House on the Prairie. It's amazing. It's such an amazing show. That's hilarious. So we love that. So we'll like watch that together. Um, little, little, little things that you cherish and just, like I said, bringing each other into each other's lives still, regardless of what you're doing. Like, I don't, I don't like talking all the time. Like, I don't. That's the thing. Cause I feel like if you're long distance and you, you, you're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to FaceTime and we're going to talk oh at gosh. this time. And you kind of just sit there and look at each other. Yes. And you have to think of things to say. No, 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 no. It's much better. Just you, you recommend just be yes. casual about it. Turn, you know, turn the video on, but do what you're doing naturally. Yes. So you feel like you're cooking together or you're. Exactly. Yeah. I have that Cleaning problem because I like in the middle of the day when I have workouts in the morning and I have a big practice at night, I don't want to sit there for an hour and talk and like, well, I, I love him and I could talk, <laughs> I could talk to him for hours, but like, I want to take a nap. I want to cook. I want to do like little other little things yeah. that I have to do. So I was like, Daniel, I was like, okay, Daniel, I gotta go. He was like, what? what? Why? Like, yeah. we're talking. We're like, we're being together. This is my only time to be with you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but I don't like, I want to do other things. Like I don't. And so we, we really just like learned how to do our lives yeah. together, but apart. Yeah. So that knowing, learning that, like, like I literally put in in the corner of the room and I'll cook and like occasionally I'll be like oh remember that time and like he'll be like oh my gosh yeah it's so funny and then like it'll be like quiet for a little bit and he's like oh my gosh guess what happened today like little things like that like yeah you're not like so you don't feel like you're under pressure to have a conversation exactly. about here was my day here was your day yeah. okay now what oh my gosh yeah. and that's the feeling that I just can't stand so yeah that's yeah. been huge for us that's really good advice that's really good advice because I feel like a lot of girls will come over and that'll maybe Hold them back from coming yeah, because yeah. Oh they're like away yeah. from people. Or maybe their significant others putting pressure on them to right. stay, which was like it was. I'm very blessed because he's very supportive of everything. Mm -hmm. His one concern that is very like understandable was coronavirus. Yeah. Like yeah. okay, maybe you're not gonna die from coronavirus, but what if you get stuck there? What if I can't come right. and we don't see each other? for months and months and months. Like that was his concern about me coming over here. I was like, we just decided, okay, if you have this experience, if you have this opportunity in top league in France, just go play, you know, yeah. just go play. But yeah, that, that was the deciding factor. But if you have, I know that a lot of girls, like, like at Baylor, a lot of my teammates got married like this, this past summer, I think like five of my teammates got married. So I know that just by knowing the girls, I know that a lot of them would have a problem with coming, with like leaving them and leaving their life, which is so understandable. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't think that that pressure would come from the guys, but like in their hearts as the woman, they'd be like, I'm leaving my husband to go mm -hmm. do something that's selfish of me, you know, like chasing oh, my dream instead of building something with them. But... So that's, I, yeah, that that's uh, that's a really good point. Is that a lot hard. of women feel this like responsibility, maybe yeah. to be a good girlfriend, to be a good wife, to be, mm -hmm. to do the things that traditional society has said you're supposed to do. Exactly. But we live in a free society. Yes, that might be mm -hmm. the the traditional what a what a female did in past years. But I I am a hundred percent. I mean, I think it's probably obvious and clear yeah, that I, yeah. I think that everyone's in charge of their own life and two people, man and woman should be equal decision makers and they should both feel empowered to do what is right for them in their life. And I, I feel like you, exactly like you say, you're blessed, you're lucky that you both feel yeah. that you can live separate, same lives. Yes. You can do what you're being called to do, which mm -hmm. is right now it's play volleyball. Maybe next year it's something else. And yeah. for him, the same thing. And it, and, it, and it takes sacrifice, but for both people, like yeah. it, it should never just be, okay, I'm the woman, so I have to stay, go with my husband because the woman's supposed to go with their husband to their family and like all this stuff. Like, mm. like you guys should work together on this stuff. Like yes. what, look at what you want in 20 years. What mm. do you guys want together? Like, do you want to be looking back at all these cool experiences do you want to have this like i don't know it's, it's up to you but if like that time is just spent like adhering to the other person's dreams like you're gonna look back and you're gonna have this life that you love that maybe you have kids you have your husband 
but like there's still something more that you could have done you know like and i just feel like like for all you young girls maybe like in high school or something and you have boyfriends and stuff this is the kind of stuff that you need to talk about like i feel like when people are in relationships and they're young they like oh he's so cute and he's so sweet and he brings me flowers like i'm so glad that he's nice to you and that he like step one get someone who's nice to you yeah like 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 the basics yes but but i really challenge young women to have these conversations with their men like if you're a volleyball player and you have these dreams like if you want to go overseas which you can go overseas <laughs> Like, talk to your boyfriend. What does he think about that? Like, mm -hmm. if he's like, oh my gosh, what? You would actually do that? Like, maybe consider having a serious talk with him. Be like, you know, like, open those hard things up because that's why, why else are you in a relationship? Like, you're going to spend your life with this person. Like, right. Like, this, these are the conversations that you have, have to have. It's not just like, oh, who'd you text last night? Like, I saw you, like, with this girl. Those are like the, the least of your worries. Like what, what, how, how is he going to feel when you leave him and he's just in America and you go to France? Like you need to, you need to have these conversations. So important. True. So true. <laughs> what I are we feel, talking about? No, I feel like we've, we've dived into so many important, yeah, so many things to think about. There's just, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that go into making these life decisions, whether yeah. it be going to play pro or who you want to spend the rest of your life with yeah but i i'm so glad that we had a chance to talk about these things because me i too. feel like you have a lot you have a lot of wisdom beyond your years you're, you told me you're 22 years old right i'm 22 years old 22 years old and you have this outlook on life which is so admirable like so enviable that you you see the world as one big you know playground you know what i mean and but, you know and that takes a lot of you know, confidence, but also a lot of, you know, bravery to just go out there and do the things that you think are right for you. So I'm so glad that we had the chance to sit down. And I really hope that anyone listening to this feels that and it feels themselves empowered to do whatever it is they want to do, whether it's play volleyball or, you know, start a YouTube channel or all yeah, of the things. Yeah. And it's, thank you so much for, for coming and for reaching out. Like, this it, what you do is so amazing, and I, I told her this earlier. Stop it! But keep to, going. It's like for this, for this not highlight reel. <laughs> but to to explore around here and to just visit other people, like doing this amazing thing, which is leaving your home to go on the team and live somewhere else that you're that you have no idea. Like, and I told her like with uh, Melina Terrell. Mm. That's how you say her name, right? Yeah. Okay. She like she had all these paintings and this like sh what she wore was just, like just spoke who she was like yeah. that is so valuable so to see it like how you do everything is so cool for me and like I said I'm I'm trying to make a vlog too so this stuff is amazing and I'm so so thankful that you that you came here and, and thanks for inviting us well you know I'm accepting us into your home I really I, I think I I really genuinely hope and think that it's interesting it's so interesting to me to meet you guys to meet each player and exactly like you say everyone is totally different and, yeah you know we're all volleyball players but that's one part of us yeah you know and i just think it's so interesting to to see and then hopefully to show to other people yeah and the, the just the the volley bubble like the name the volleyball bubble is so real like there's you know, if you're a volleyball player, you know so many different people yeah. in this bubble. So especially like in seeing your videos, like I I know Ronick Stone, I know yeah. uh, Mikaya White, because I've played against them, but seeing how they live and like what their experience are like and what versus my experience as a professional volleyball player is so cool. So, Good, I'm so glad it's interesting so, to other players as well. No, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking, young girls or girls in college but it, it always like it touches me when another professional player says yeah. that was a cool video to see it's cool I'm like, wow yeah because it's like so too. it's like oh what, what do their apartments look like in cotton like, yeah what, you know like it's so interesting because you only see your little yeah your little bubble but there's like other people's bubbles too yeah so it's really really cool making the bubble bigger letting everybody in the bubble anyone who wants in come on in come on in <laughs> 
Oh, okay. well, I feel like we could literally talk for hours. Yes, yes, many other things can be brought up. But, <laughs> but eventually we do have to get to training this afternoon. So yes. thank you so much. And I will link where people can follow your YouTube and your Instagram and yes. everything about you. And if anyone wants to reach out to Gia, I'm sure you will be Oh my gosh. Open to questions or comments or anything about life Any as a volleyball questions. player. Okay. I know that like girls have messaged me about their boyfriends, about just trying out for a team, about hey Gia, like how can I I have a tryout tomorrow? What what should I do? How should I yeah. be thinking? Anything that comes to your mind, I don't care what it is about, like relationships, your faith, your mindset, anything, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you guys. Yes! Awesome. Well, on that note. On that note. Have an excellent day. Thank you. <laughs> you too. Hey, it's Key. If you made it this far, that is amazing. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. A little sneak peek into the minds of a couple of professional athletes. If you want to help us grow the show, please do subscribe so you guys will be notified when I have my next guest. And if you know any volleyball players that might enjoy listening, go ahead and share it with them or on your social media, tag me and I will be sure to repost it because you're amazing. <laughs> Definitely have a look on the YouTube channel for videos with today's guest and you'll see her team in training. You'll see where she lives and all the quirky, interesting details of life as a professional volleyball player in Europe. Also, if you guys have any suggestions for future guests, leave them in a comment over on YouTube or on Instagram. You can just search BB Key or Key Michael or the Volley Bubble and you should be able to find me. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next one.